Who wants to go on an adventure? I know I do. If you do too, head on over to joffreys.com and get their newest coffee, Artifact Blend. This coffee was inspired by Tiffin's restaurant over at the Animal Kingdom. This coffee has the world's oldest blend of Ethiopian and spicy java beans. It has intense aroma, balanced with fruit and floral notes. Ladies and gentlemen, I went on an adventure this morning and it kept me going all day long. If you're ready for an adventure, head on over to joffreys.com and get their newest coffee, Artifact. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. My co-host, Pacinetti, is still somewhere in Wonderland, I guess, because he went down the rabbit hole and we can't seem to find him. So, Pat, if you're listening, you're late. You're late for a very important date. So, in lieu of Patrick, I have two of my awesome Mickey Dude rotating commentators. From Houston, we have Jeff Williams. Flash photography, I wouldn't, and alters homing signal, and that's not good. And over in Buffalo, New York, we have Chuck Fitzgerald. So last week when I hosted, I made a comment about the rotating commentators not stopping to spin, not stopping spinning around. Do you think that joke went over well? <laughs> I didn't get it. Actually. They're rotating, Dave. They keep circ- <laughs> spinning around. Again, I didn't get it. <laughs> I was editing it like, huh? What? And they're rotating. Like, eh, they're, they're spinning around. Yeah, no, if I didn't get it, and I'm, I'm quick-witted. If I didn't get it, nobody Jeff, did got you it. get it? Now I get it. Ugh. I'm not making any more Ladies jokes. and gentlemen, if you actually got it uh, before he just explained it, would you please tweet us at the Mickey Dudes and give him some validation for this one because I was stumped when I edited it. When I listened back, I was like, huh, whatever. I just assumed that... Uh, Joe and Kyle had too much sugar that day. <laughs> Kyle had too much of something. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> that was quite a uh, edit uh, job. To uh, yes, it was. That whole, uh, that whole, um, watching your language at Splash Mountain <laughs> was the uh, G-rated version, if you believe believe it or not, because I had to get a little creative with uh, splicing sound bites from that one. If you catch my drift. By the, by the other edits, I was just so uh, exhausted. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just leaving it as it is. Yeah, we, we got that. So if you were, <laughs> uh, if you were somewhat offended, we're no, sorry. We're if you're still offended, you'll get over it. And with that, let's have a word from our sponsor. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? 
The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. Pacinetti bringing Sexy back. But from where? He's been gone for so long. This is true. Like I said, he'll uh, come out of the vortex sexier than ever. You know, the last time I uh, I heard from Pat, he was surrounded by Oompa Loompas being rolled away. It's better than being surrounded by idiots. <laughs> I don't know that there's a difference, Dave. This is true. By the way, did Steven say that he could actually be on this show tonight? Did we, like, totally forget about him? Um... He did originally, and then he said soccer. Well, actually, he said football. Wait, did he say soccer? He's watching a soccer game. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> we'll find out soon enough. And he's <laughs> and he's in a state of pure inebriation. Come with and me, and you'll be in a world of pure inebriation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's actually a clip you could insert here from Family Guy. Yes. Yes, there is. Wow. Three minutes and 40 seconds, and we've talked about nothing. Okay, well, let's fix that. So, tonight's topic, Disney World. The good, the bad, and the ugly when coming to deal with cast members. Cast members are a special breed of people. They make our trips special and when they are on point they are excellent but cast members can either make or break your trip and we've gone a number of times so we've had some good experiences and we've had some bad experiences tonight we're going to talk about some of our most memorable our most memorable memorable memories yeah our most memorable memories with cast members and our least favorite interactions with cast members. And before we get into this, I just want to say something. I really think that they need to uh, train Jungle Cruise skippers with cast members after hours because you put a trainee on a boat when there's other people on it and they haven't mastered the stick yet. Yeah, it makes for a very boring ride because I got stuck with a uh, trainee that just could not deliver the jokes. Ironically, you probably could, though. Oh, most definitely. In my sleep. I'm waiting for a uh, wise guy remark. Nope, not touching it. Not touching it. (laughs) Nope. Jeff, you you got anything you want to add? No, negative. All right. We're keeping the family rating this week, folks. Well, we come with family rating. I think that went out the window a long time ago. But when people need to deliver the good news and bad news, they usually put the bad news first. So I know this is the good 
and the bad, but let's let's end this on a positive note. So let's start with the bad and then kind of get a little bit brighter with the good. So any really uh, messed up interactions with a cast member that come to mind when visiting the world? We'll start with Jeff. Yeah, I hate to even bring this one up because it uh, left such a bad taste in our mouth uh, that lingered for years now. Um, when Fantasyland 2.0 uh, opened up, uh, I know there were crowd issues and, and uh, new kinds of uh, crowd flow situations, but um, when Be Our Guest component restaurant opened, there was uh, there's a bridge. If you haven't ever gone, there's like a bridge. It used to be a little bit more um, official where you sign in at the beginning of the bridge, you walk across the bridge, and you, you go into the restaurant. Uh, now it's not, not the same at all, but they... Uh, when it first opened, it was a sweltering summer, and we <laughs> we uh, we were pretty pretty parched uh, at one point. Uh, the last two uh, water fountains. Now, keep in mind this was before tangled restrooms, but the last two water fountains we were we had went to were basically incapacitated. So we had little kids with us. And we were kind of like trying to uh, just get somewhere where we get some something to drink and we're passing through Fantasyland and we saw that they were they had a big jug of ice water and they were giving out water uh, to uh, you know guests and so we hurried over to the and this is basically midway on the bridge hurried over to the ice water we're all dying of thirst grabbing uh, cups of ice water the, giving it to the kids and spreading it around, uh, but this cast member, she really took this stuff, like, re really personal. <laughs> it was like her ice water. Nobody could touch it, and she was yelling at us and giving us whatnot and saying it was only for people going to the restaurant, and I just, I don't know. that We, we about lost it with that one. We kept, I, we just didn't quite understand the whole concept of why she felt like it was so personal to her, but... Because she went and got that ice water, so this is her ice water to give out to people. Um, but as we walk, we we're walking off. Uh, we could still hear her yelling at us about, <laughs> you know, about thirty feet away. I just that, that was one of those things that just stuck in my mind. I just I don't know what the the circumstances led up to her getting so irate. Probably the heat and the you know amount of people going to the new restaurant. But anyway. Uh, those, that's one of those sour things that stuck in our minds for years. You should have offered to give it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After you took a sip. No, I, I basically played this, the same thing I would do. Uh, I, I didn't get mad and, and yell back. I just ignored her and kept drinking because I was like, we have, we're, it's ice water. We're sitting here, need something to drink. I told her pretty, pretty you know, straightforward. You know, the last two drinking fountains weren't even working, so it was kind of frustrating for us at that point. But You should have gone with plan B. No English. No English. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm going to remember that. I was seriously just about to say that because I have pretended that I did not speak English when I didn't want to deal with somebody before. <laughs> I like it. Great one. Yes. Chuck, what about you? What Anything uh, to come to mind? So... I don't have anything overly negative. There hasn't been a situation where I've been yelled at for drinking water or 
anything like that. Um, the the thing that sticks out in my mind the most are probably going to be situations where the cast members don't interact at all. Um, coming from the customer service industry, one of the things that we preach to everyone, you know, friendly, welcoming, da 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 da. In Disney World, that's really the expectation, and it, it's the norm as it should be everywhere. But every once in a while, you will get a cast member that is either too busy with their own personal conversation or just completely indifferent to being there. Um, and, and, you know, I get it. It's Florida. It's hot. It's humid. You're probably there all day, and you're not getting paid a lot of money. But at the same time, it's just human decency to an extent. Like, you you are going to get the cast members that uh, that are going to be overwhelmed and, and whatnot and who are having a bad day. But they need to check it at the door. Now, when it comes to guests behaving badly, I have a very distinctive story for this one. So, uh, and this is the only thing that really sticks out in my mind about being negative. The... I was going to Dinosaur and went to the Fast Pass line because I had a Fast Pass whatnot. The The group in front of me did not. They they tried the whole no-speak-English thing, and when the Fast Pass attendant literally stopped them, they uh, the, the father in the group became very, very, very loud and said a lot of words that I'm not going to re- repeat because we're still a family show, despite what Dave thinks. But he was saying them in English. So I don't know how that happened, but, I mean, this guy's just laying into this, you know, poor cast member who's probably 19, 20 years old and saying everything in the book. And, and it's just... I, I, felt bad for, I felt bad for his family, but I felt bad for her. Um, and kind of for him, because where are you, how are you in such a place that, why are you just going to berate people like that? So she handled it as well as could be expected by not punching him in the mouth. Um, but that, that's the only real thought that I have. I one time happened to be in guest services in the animal kingdom and there was a woman right behind me who was complaining that she was not staying on property, and it was extra magic hours, and they wouldn't let her on to Flight of Passage. And she's flipping out, saying that she's being discriminated against because she's staying at Universal. Ah, the D word. And basically, the man says, well, this is just our policy. And so she's like, well, how can you make this right? I want you to put me on the ride. And he turns around, the plaid turns around and says, well, ma'am, that's not going to happen. I was so happy. I just looked at the guy and I just started clapping. I'm like, yeah, right on, man. Good job. She was so pissed off. It was hilarious. And she comes, she starts, she starts trying to like give, give me the business. And I'm just turning around and saying, you know, can't you read? These are all there. I just give it, gave it right back to her at that point. Uh, After the marathon, I had this guy uh, at Animal Kingdom flipping out on the bus driver because the bus took forever to come, and I just let him have it. I'm at that point now where I've almost got into fistfights with people for ending up berating the cast members, 
and I don't care. I, I, I can't hold my tongue. I will tell you, if you're going to be a jerk and the cast member is holding their tongue, doing what they have to do, I'm not being paid. I'm just going to let loose on you. But I will talk about actually two experiences with cast members that were subpar. And the first one was at BOMA. Now, here's the thing. I understand that we, there is the service industry and all, but I am not too big on the whole having a uh, server at a buffet. Yeah, they're going to bring you your drinks, but at this point, if you're at, if you're at BOMA, have somebody come over. Okay, is there anybody that needs a special diet menu and everything? We can send out a chef there. I don't need somebody bringing me my drinks. If I'm getting up and getting my own food, I can take a glass and go to a refill station and fill up my own drinks. Like the Ponderosa, Dave? Do you think that this is the Ponderosa? I don't get that. Uh... It's a restaurant. Yeah, I have no... Jeff, do you know what Ponderosa is? Negative. Ah, oh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with this. But this just brings... Just go on with your this story. This just brings me to my point, because... <laughs> I went to Boma for breakfast about a year ago, and all I wanted was my pog juice or my jungle juice, whatever it is, and that's fine. This woman that we had, she came around. There was about 12 of us at the table. She came around with one pitcher of jungle juice, which only was able to fill up half the table, and then disappears, never to come back. Then she shows up again with another one, and fills the same people first, and we still didn't get our jungle juice. So she comes back, but it was just kept on happening where no, we were looking around for drinks, and she was nowhere to be found. Meanwhile, she was seating other tables, and other tables she was bringing pictures to the tables and actually leaving the picture of the stuff on the table for the other guest. For us, she would not leave enough drinks on the on the on the table for us to fill our own glasses. It was just getting annoying. And I happened to be with a cast member friend of mine when we were there. And we go to pay. And my friend uses the cast member discount. And well, and I realized I have to stop her because I had dro- driven over and I was using my tables in Wonderland card because I valeted my card. So as she's putting it in, I stop her and I say, okay, listen, everybody at this table needs to do, is doing cast member. But I'm doing tables in Wonderland because I parked. She turns around, looks at me. She's like, "Well, I already put it put it in." I'm like, "Well, you're gonna have to go and uh, change it." She's like, "I'm gonna need a manager for that." I'm like, "Well, get him." He's and she tells me he's busy. I'm like, "Well, I'll wait. Otherwise, I need a refund for my I need a refund for my parking." At this point, it was this huge thing. She disappears again. My cast member friend was just livid at that point. Goes to another server. Asks for one of the leads. The lead ends up coming in. And they end up at that point fixing everything at that point. He profusely apologizes. But then to add insult to injury, after we finish paying and everything, the waitress comes with two pitchers of pog juice and leaves them on our table. And then says, have a nice day. I wanted to turn around and be like, you know, choke on your candle, lady. I... I was kind of hoping that they would have comped your meal, Dave, and then you would have been out the parking because you couldn't use tables in Wonderland. 
That would have been the ultimate irony in this situation. Yeah, no. That that would not have gone over at this point with me. I was not paying <laughs> Listen, money. Listen, I understand you're trying to give me free food, but I have to pay for it. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Uh, at that point, you know what? It would have it would have came out in the wash anyway because what Boma's like thirty two bucks and parking's twenty five. At that point, I would have got a significant discount anyway, so I would have just coughed it up and paid it. But the other one was actually recently over the phone. I actually had to email Disney customer service with my displeasure because I was quite annoyed. I um, tried to get Galactic Knights tickets. And I got an email saying that as an annual pass holder, I could get a discount. And I was quoted a rate on the email. I called up to make to make reservations. And the woman on the phone... Gives me the rate, and I say, well, I'm an annual pass holder. You're offering a discount. She turns around, and I hear, this is the, this is the rate that I got in the computer. So I said, all right, well, I'm going to call back to, and talk to somebody who knows what they're doing. So I called back, and then whoever I talked to when I called back puts me on hold. And then 10 minutes later comes back to tell me that they have no tickets to Galactic Nights open. I knew that this was not the case. So I basically, at that point, when I got home, I went on my computer, was able to log into the website, got tickets to Galactic Nights, and on top of that, got my annual pass discount by doing it online. So that was the first thing. Next day, I tried to call and get the uh, Galactic Nights sampling package. They have like a tasting package for all the food that they're going to have that night. You know, they have like they have like five things that you can get a punch card for and try that way. So I'm taking my father for his birthday. So I figured that would be a kind of an interesting night. Go around the galaxy and just do like a little mini food and wine that way. And just kind of just eat our way around the galaxy. They tell me that that's sold out. I know for a fact based on some information on online that it's not sold out. So I call back and once I call back, sure enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. I found it. Let's just set this up and got my package. Two times in two days, I had three cast members give me information that was not the case. So I emailed Disney customer service. Within two days, they got back to me. They profusely apologized for taking two days because apparently uh, they had a different phone number. They had my friend's number in when they called me and they ended up Basically, when we made a reservation at one point, our information got merged together. So they were apologizing for that. Apparently, my friend has been getting all of my uh, annual pass emails, and she's been, she's just been forwarding them to me. So they were apologizing about that. They apologized about my experience, and then they sent me a $50 gift card for my troubles. Well, at least they made yep. it right. But now that you mention it... Um... Obviously, I, I hear half of Heather's conversations with Disney um, from the travel agent aspect. And there was one time in particular. Now, this isn't my story. I don't want to tell it. But uh, the woman on the phone was was giving a, a decent amount of attitude. And at the end of most call center uh, phone calls, you get to give a survey. The key to that, though, is the person on the other end, the, the cast member or the person in the call center, needs to hang up the phone in order to initiate the survey. Heather sat on the phone for a good two minutes 
without that survey clicking over. So basically the person knew they were in the wrong, muted the phone so it didn't go to the survey and waited for Heather to hang up. That's ingenious, <laughs> hilarious, and messed up at the same time. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Oh, man. That's why, actually, I started now from this experience. They say their name, which is always a fake name, but mind you, because I have a friend that used to actually work in the call center. It's yep, a, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a stage name. So what I do is I write that stage name down, and I write the time that I called it, because in case I do have an issue now, I'm just going to email uh, guest relations and just mention that stage name and mention the time I called and they can trace it that way okay gentlemen well now that we've kind of got our uh, frustrations out and talked about the bad let's turn we should have called this the Festivus episode yes we just add our <laughs> grievances and but if it was the Festivus episode Chuck I got a lot of problems with you people I would have had to unleash on you, and that just would take forever. So we'll save that. We'll save that for another time, because that would be a show in itself. That might have to be a (laughs) two-parter, right? But with that said, let's uh, put more of a positive spin on this, and let's talk about some really good interactions that we had with cast members it could be recent it could be something from years ago that really stands out but something that just you weren't expecting anything and you just got top of the line disney service that really just kind of brightened your day who would like to go first i'll go okay so i want to this is kind of a generic shout out to um the frontline managers first off uh i've noticed how no matter what how we feel about the college program uh, being short time employees or whatnot and and how that relates to long term service uh, you know uptick or down down downturn whatever you want to look at it the one thing is consistent is Disney really highlights the best employees and puts them as the frontline managers um, so when you're when they're operating these these uh, uh, rides or attractions under harsh conditions i've noticed that they're just always the best of the best uh, generally speaking and and hustle and, and really know how to organize their their teams to attack every problem that, that comes at them so it, it definitely they're definitely the uh the the oil that kind of lubricates the whole system one example that i have that's was very uh, impressive to us uh we were on went to Pandora, uh, on opening day. I know we're, we're like sadistic that way, but, um, in fact, we didn't have fast passes. So this was just us kind of like thinking we're going to rope drop this thing, which ended up turning out not being the case. We were just there and enjoying the atmosphere, but we were there about 7am. I think they, they let people in at 630. So we were obviously late right off the bat, but, um, there was this one dude, he was a frontline manager. I saw him kind of organizing his people and doing crowd flow and, and crowd control. Um, and I made a mental note cause he was, he was really hustling really, all of them were hustling, but I just seemed to notice this one guy. And, um, now we were there, we ate breakfast. We ended up riding, um, I think, uh, 
the, the river journey ride later on in the day. Uh, but we had breakfast there, we had lunch there. We came back and even to experience it at night, we had dinner there. Um, and we, we closed it, we even closed the place. And the dude was still there just going to town and we did the math. Yeah, I'm sure he had some, some meal breaks, but that was 18 hours later. Um, just blew. That's a nice paycheck. Yeah, exactly. But that, you know, it kind of blew my mind. It, it and it kind of goes. Uh, it's pretty consistent across all of Disney World. Those front frontline managers, they're definitely um, very special people. Um, and Disney acknowledges that that they put them in those roles. Um, so you know, then again, it's what I tell our, our kids. You know, if you're thinking about a a, a a career in service, Disney is probably a great opportunity to do that because they promote from within. If you if you're a hustler, if you're if you you're going that extra mile, I've noticed they definitely acknowledge that, and you can move up the chain um, in the in the company. But anyway, that that's kind of just a shout out to the the management at Disney. I, I've really, at least on the attraction side. Thanks, Chuck. So I actually have a couple of these. Some of these are a little bit more self-serving than others. Um, one of the the very first positive interactions that I've I can distinctly remember with a cast member is when Heather and I first upgraded to annual passes. We did it at the end of our trip, um, April of two years ago. Now it was actually the first time I met you guys. Now that I think of it. Um, we went to downtown Disney to upgrade our passes and we had purchased memory maker and all, and all that, or I think it was photo pass at the time. Um, but the, uh, the woman who, whose name is Paula, by the way, went way above and beyond and refunded us, you know, the $150 to, uh, put it towards a credit on top of the credit that we got. So she, she took the extra time with us. And really owned her role um, in making our experience memorable. It's not something we asked for. It's something that she did on her own. Um, the next one is... I'm going to attribute to a cast member um, who is a friend of mine. So, you know, full full disclosure here. But when I went down in November, and I've told this story before... Um, I had mentioned to a friend of mine that happens to work there just in passing. Hey, you know, I, I'm flying down. I have a ring for Heather. And that was it. You know, just it, it was more of a conversational type um, remark than anything. I wasn't looking for anything. Well, the two days later. So what would have been? I think Saturday. Um, she she sent me a message and was like, hey. I want to make some magic for you. Um, so if you're interested, we could do a private fireworks cruise um, to see happily ever after. Now, you know, I, I'd absolutely say that is the epitome of what Disney wants their cast members to be. She took a, a little piece of information um, that was seemingly innocuous and ran with it. She, she took, uh, she took it and she, she had a hundred yard touchdown with that one. So, you know, naturally, um, I said yes. And just because of how nice she was and going that extra mile as a cast member, 
um, she made that trip a lot more memorable. And with that being said, when Disney upgraded their little buttons to um, their celebration buttons, they uh, they got away from the just engaged, just married, whatever, and went to a more generic happily ever after one. Well, she happened to find two of the old school just engaged buttons um, that she gave to us, obviously. And the next day we were at Magic Kingdom, and because we were wearing those... We got to be Grand Marshals in the uh, Festival of Fantasy Parade. So, all in all, that trip was uh, full of very positive cast member experiences. I have one question. Is yes. she coming to the wedding? Uh, no, Victoria is not coming to the wedding, unfortunately. Um, with that being said, the, the reason that we're going down in November is to see the people that wouldn't make sense for them to fly all the way from Florida to uh, to Buffalo for the wedding. So we're going to go down there and spend some time with them. That's awesome. Yeah. And I guess that leaves me. So it does. I definitely... And the person next to you, over your shoulder, mm-hmm. they're outside the window. Yes. Ask them what they think. Oh, it's the second floor. So if they were able to get up here at that point, <laughs> you know, uh, well done on this. <laughs> Before I actually slam the window on their fingers and send them flying to their death at this point. but <laughs> Like Scar? Yes. <laughs> but to bring it back to more positive, first off, I cannot top that story, but I will uh, talk about a uh, unexpected nicety that a cast member did for me that I wasn't even looking for because I know that I was technically in the wrong and I was willing to accept that I was uh, set to do a fireworks cruise with a Disney uh, fan group that I happen to be associated with Uh, and I had messaged a friend of mine who uh, happened to be down in Orlando visiting his significant other at the time and We had talked about meeting up and uh, just uh, hanging out for a while. And when I messaged him, he didn't realize that I was in town. And it happened that three days later, he was going back home, which I thought he was actually going to be there for the entire month. So it was actually good timing on my uh, intuition to message him. But The day that he was free to meet up, he had invited me over to um, his girlfriend's house for the evening for dinner. And I had already had plans to go on this cruise, but since I really wouldn't have a chance to get to see them, I went over to guest services knowing that, okay, there's probably a 48-hour cancellation policy. This was the day beforehand. Let me see if I can cancel this cruise and get my money back. And sure enough, when I went there and I talked to the cast member, uh, the cast member looked into it and said, I'm sorry, it's a 48-hour cancellation policy. So I said, okay, I understand that. That's fine. Uh, Let's just cancel it anyway. I'll just eat the cost. So the uh, plaid that I was talking to said, are you sure you want me to cancel it and everything? If you... uh, Basically, since you're paying for it, it's your spot anyway. So if if your plans don't work out and you want to go over uh, for the cruise, you can just show up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's true. And it is a one-person ticket, so I don't know if it's sold out or not. But you know what? 
if there if my canceling it opens up the spot for somebody else that might want to go on this cruise and enjoy it either somebody who's single at that moment or if there's an extra spot and there was a couple that was trying to go but there was a but they didn't have a spot if this opens up a spot to let other people go for any reason why deny somebody else the magic at this point so i know i'm in the wrong i accept that uh i'm charged it is what it is but Let's at least cancel the spot so it opens it up for somebody else in case they want to go so they get that spot and you guys make your revenue anyway on top of that. He's like, okay. He's like, hold on one second, sir. I want to see, I want to see something. And he disappears for about five minutes backstage and then comes back out. I, he, had to go get, he had to go get a manager or something. And he says, listen, he's like, I'm really not supposed to do this. He's like, but... Your your reasoning for canceling and then your wanting to offer it to somebody else in that way, or just because I also asked if they could uh, maybe find somebody, ask somebody who might be having a bad day or something, might be traveling solo, uh, if they want to do this as a form of compensation or something. He's like your uh, your reasoning and your understanding, and then wanting to make magic for other guests was so admirable. We decided after I told. Uh, the powers that be, we're going to refund you the full amount of the cruise. And I was able to cancel my reservation. I was able to get my money back. I didn't go in there wanting a refund. I wasn't expecting a refund. I knew fully well that I was totally in the wrong and willing to pay for that. Because, yeah, I wanted to kind of go and see the group that I was going to be with. But I saw them later on. I didn't have, I wouldn't have had time to really spend with my friends at this point getting to see them was more important and it made a really good situation even better I tweeted a cast compliment uh, about to this uh, to at WDW today to uh, basically recognize this uh, gentleman and he did get the cast compliment because there was a picture with him holding the cast compliment that was tweeted out to me but uh, I do want to say that at WDW Today Twitter account is great for uh, cast compliments. However, I do have some cast member friends who told me it doesn't always work and they don't always get them. They're so inundated with them that sometimes they get them, sometimes they don't. They have to pick and choose. So if you really want uh, to recognize a cast member, go to either City Hall get or Guest Relations in other parks or to the concierge at the hotel and do a written card because when you do a written card it's guaranteed to go into their files so in that way just so you know if you do tweet it it does work maybe tweet it and actually go to guest relations if you do want to recognize a cast member for exceptional service now hang on if Kyle was here he would or Joe he would not miss the opportunity to describe how that was kind of a humble brag there Dave <laughs> on how you were so generous that you got your way. But it's a good thing they're not here because then no one would say that. <laughs> but here's the thing. I wasn't I wasn't trying to be generous to get my way at this point. I knew th- what the answer was going to be. I knew that they were going to tell me no. You don't need to defend yourself to me. I I'm not Kyle or Joe. They're not here. Yeah, but you brought it up, and they're probably listening, so they're probably thinking it. So you know what? I'm going to quiet you and them in the same in, in the same I way. Didn't you say know? it. So, I just said they would. Well, 
<laughs> well, at this point, you brought it up. You opened that can of worms. Now you're gonna have to deal with it. So, again, I was more than I was more than willing to accept the consequences. I expected nothing. It was a pleasant surprise. And with that, go ahead, Chuck. Do you hear that, Kyle and Joe? It wasn't his idea. And Chuck, where can you be found on the interwebs? Well, I could be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the chat. Just a way to kind of change the subject. And Jeff, what about you? Hey, you can find me on Twitter at BrainDead92, and occasionally I do Instagram at, at just BrainDo. Okay, occasionally I do Twitter at Figments Reality. All the time I do Instagram at Figments Reality. And you can find the Mickey Dudes at the Mickey Dudes on Twitter and the Mickey Dudes podcast on Instagram. Please check out our Mickey Dudes Facebook fan group, fan page. And gentlemen, this has been a most enjoyable conversation, except for that little attack that uh, Chuck had to throw It was Kyle and Joe that would have said it, not Chuck. Okay, well, Kyle and Joe also made that attack, so you know what? Zippity-doo-dah to them, too. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, please stick around. Our very own Pat Gennetti seems to have resurfaced out of the vortex that is the rabbit hole for a little bit. I think he's going to be sucked back in, though. But beforehand, he's going to um, interview Nick Cotton of TBC Resale, our sponsors. Have a magical day. Hello, humans. It is Pat Chinetti. And yeah, you know what? I haven't been on in a while. I apologize, but I'm still here. And I am back with a special guest. I am here, not with Dave. Now, you already heard enough of Dave. You don't have to hear any more about Dave. Um, but I am here tonight with DVC Resale Guru from DVC Resale Market, Mr. Nick Cotton. Nick, thanks for coming on with me tonight. Yeah, pleasure being here again, guys. Um happy to be here so you know we we always every week we we talk all full disclosure you know dvc resale market is one of our sponsors and we love them but we don't love them because they're you guys are our sponsor we love you because of the people that you are and you know we as we've gotten closer um throughout the year you know we've really started to realize why people keep going back to DVC resale market because like we say in our commercial you know you're part of our family make a part of yours because that's really what you guys do you guys are you know phenomenal with the interactions you have with all of your customers clients family members whatever you want to call them 
And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's been a great partnership and we can't thank you enough for coming on tonight, Nick. Yeah, no, uh, thank you so much. Uh, no, uh, we appreciate it for sure. All right. So let's get down to some basics. Okay. You know, somebody is listening to this for the first time or they're either thinking about DVC, they're thinking about buying Disney Vacation Club. Can you run us through some of the basics with that? Like, what is it? Like, you know, people say it's a timeshare, but I mm-hmm. am a DVC owner. I know it's it, it's more than that. What If you had to, you know, boil it down to what DVC is and you had to explain it or you explain it to people when they're they're coming to DVC resale market, you know, what, what do you tell them? How do you, how do you explain it to them? Yeah, and I mean, the, the first really kind of general idea of it, it's in the way it's timeshare it's it's vacation ownership um but where it becomes very different is is disney was innovative in creating it to be a points-based program um so it gets away from your traditional timeshare weekly system um where you have points and instead of using cash you use the points to stay at the disney vacation clubs and you you have a calendar almost much you know just like you would if you opened up a sheet of disney hotel room prices you know as you would imagine it's going to be less points for a smaller room more for a bigger room it'll be less points for off season more points for for busier times of the year um and what you get with disney vacation club will be deeded real estate and for that you will get points in your account every year i mean you can you know with resale you can join with a with a 25 point contract which is the minimum disney you know ever sold or, or basically you can get you know, we have members who have thousands of points. So, um, you know, it just depends on what suits your family's needs. Um, you do get a home resort that you purchase into. Uh, the only difference really when it comes to vacationing, um, where, where, where one resort's different than another, is that you do get what we call a home resort booking priority at that resort, meaning you can book seven to 11 months in advance. Other resorts you can book within seven months. Um, when does that matter? Um, you know, it depends on the resort, uh, depends on the popularity of it, depends on the time of year you're coming, depends on the accommodation you're after. Um, you know, and that's when we get to that next level of questions that, you know, certainly when you speak to myself or any one of our, um, you know, other 10, um, sales agents, you know, that we kind of guide you through that process of what's best for your family. So it seems like you're pretty well-versed in this whole DVC thing. So then that leads me to the question, you know, who is DVC resale market? What is it all about? How did you get involved? Because I, I'm pretty sure you didn't just say, hey, one day I'm gonna just sell DVC. You had to have some experience, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, my background is, uh, I actually originally was an uh, engineer for Disney and that's uh, actually um, how I moved to Orlando uh, in 2004. Um, I did that for almost four years. I uh, supported a lot of different areas um, in that. Uh, one of the areas was Disney Vacation Club. Um, and I uh, thought it was a great program. Uh, Love what it offered. I didn't even know about Timeshare or vacation ownership prior to me doing engineering work for Disney Vacation Club. You know, fell in love with it, joined it, uh, became a sales guide uh, for them, actually. Um, and I did that for about six, seven years. Uh, and then many of those years also had joined the um, the Disney Cruise Line team for them, um, working out on the Disney uh, cruise ships, uh, presenting Disney Vacation Club. And uh, so then, you know, for me, how it transitioned ultimately to what we're doing today with the resale market, it, it was really just a great opportunity, I felt, to bring that Disney quality service um, to the resale world because 
uh, you know, when people and members would want to go sell their memberships, um, you know, and, you know, granted, a lot of the times it's very organic reasons, you know, um, life changes, etc. Um, it, it, I think, you know, from the feedback I had gotten from my clients when I was direct is that they really wanted somebody uh, that they felt was very Disney-esque to be able to represent them. Um, just like when you go to sell your house, you know, you want to get the best listing agent possible who really knows your area and doesn't just have a general idea of it or doesn't just want to take orders, but you want them to really know it and be able to uh, effectively present it the way it should be done. Uh, so I thought that was an opportunity. The other thing that I think is great about resell too for the buyers on the other end is that it's an opportunity to join at lower prices. You know, it's an opportunity to save money. Um, and so, you know, that's that's always important. I mean, that's one of the reasons that people will join Disney Vacation Club to begin with is, is to save money. Um, and so I, I think it offers a great opportunity for that. So the unique position that I'm in and, and my other sales agents, who by the way, have all came directly from Disney as well, is, is, is that they get an opportunity to make people happy on both sides. Um, and so I think it, it really creates a nice win-win. Yeah, I really, I really think that's awesome because the the simple idea that you have some people when they're buying DVC or you know getting into it or even thinking about it, you know, oh, why resale? You know, I'm nervous and this and that. Oh, I gotta buy it directly from Disney. But you know, you guys are all coming directly from Disney, so it's not like you guys don't know the business. You know it inside and out, and you know it as well as anybody that's gonna sell it directly from Disney. Yeah, I, I think uh, I certainly think so. I think actually of working, having experience from both sides of it, you know, certainly kind of makes you a super agent in a way that you know you you, you know uh, you, you know a, a lot about a lot when it comes to this particular brand. Um, and you know, I think certainly that does provide some comfort. Uh, you know, I think when you know, obviously, if you're buying directly from Disney, there is a huge comfort factor, and there should be. I mean, you're talking about one of the biggest brands in the world, um, and you know, there absolutely is that comfort factor. And I think what's great about us, you know, to what you're saying is that we we do uh, bring a lot of that with us because yes, we came directly from there, um, and we, you know, when you when you buy resale. Um, even though you're not buying it directly from Disney, you are buying it from people who have experience on both sides. You And of course, you're going through a title company. Then Disney verifies everything with resale too. Um, so, you know, as long as you're going to somebody that's reputable. And the great thing about the world we live in now, it's easy to check out reputations. You know, you're not going to be a company that lasts long if you don't build a strong reputation. You know, you can go, there's, you know, there's Facebook reviews. There's the, um, you know, the BBB uh, you know, Better Business Bureau. Uh, so there's a lot of ways to check out somebody's reputation from independent sources. Okay. Now I really have to ask, cause this is, this is actually one thing either I knew about it or I forgot about it. I don't even remember. So you were saying you were, you sold or you gave presentations on Disney cruise line. So I was just on a Disney cruise last week and I went to one of the welcome parties for DVC sure. members <laughs> and all this stuff. And is that job as cool as it seems? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's. I think. Um, I think especially if it, it if it hits you at the right time in your life, I think it's it could be a perfect fit, and it is really cool. Um, I, you know, and I say the right time in your life. I um, I did it for roughly about four and a half five years, and it was before, it was pre kids, right? So there's there's a big difference. Um, you know, not to say there's anything di you know wrong with if you have kids, but it, it's it's a little more challenging. Um, you know, if you're gone half the year and you have little ones and stuff. Uh, so I, for me, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's a great opportunity to travel the world um, and really 
uh, you know, spend time with guests and members, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a very personal way, um, you know, because you, you may be doing excursions, you know, with them. Um, you know, you, you know, we, we, when we worked uh, on DVC um, on the ship, you really are staying there as a guest. Um, you know, you're still a cast member, but you are staying in guest quarters, you're eating in guest areas, you know, and it's a lot of fun. Um, now, that being said, um, actually, it's, it's fun. What, what ship were you on recently? Uh, I just uh, did uh, three, four nights or something on the Dream. Okay, perfect. Uh, and, and so that's one of the bigger, uh, newer ones, that in the, in the fantasy. I actually took my daughter on a Daddy Di- uh, Disney cruise together. Uh, actually, we got off about maybe, let's see, two and a half weeks ago from The Wonder. And, you know, I do have to say, like, nothing compares to that, though. I mean, nothing. I mean, you know, I, I have a three and a half, almost four-year-old uh, daughter, and, uh, you know, seeing her light up, you know, with the stage shows and experience it from, from, from her eyes is a totally different experience. I mean, after doing, you know, I guess roughly 150 cruises, uh, you know, it's, you know, for me, you know, and my wife doing it, it's, 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 it's fine. But, you know, we've, we've done, you know, pretty much you know, everything on the ships. We've done about, you know, most, I would say probably 80, 90% of the itineraries. But when you see it with your, with your daughter, I mean, it's, 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 it does, there's nothing else like it. Oh, I absolutely agree. Cause that we, we, we went with our eight year old and he was completely like, and, and just all of it was so new. And, you know, he's been to Disney world quite a few times, but this was new, this was fresh. And yeah, his eyes just lit up. It was fantastic. So, all right, so now I found my, my, my retirement job. I need to go um, either, <laughs> e- either work for you guys or work for Disney on a cruise ship, um, then I'll be happy. All right. <laughs> All right, so what are what are some of the advantages? Now, we talked about price before. You know, um, you know what are some are, – are there, are there, let's put it this way. Let me rephrase that. Are there major disadvantages? Because I think a lot of people look at DVC resale or the resale market in general – as you know, oh well, it's not as good. It's not as. Are there really any disadvantages from buying from DVC resale market, or you know, are there major advantages? You know, take that question either way you want to go with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, look, there's pros and cons in in in, in my job and and the way that I teach the team and that they believe is that our job is really to guide somebody and, and just to lay out everything on the table and let somebody make the decision of what's best for them. Um, you know, so if I had to stack them up kind of quickly. Um, you know, certainly a pro in buying direct, you're instantly a member. I mean, you, you suit the, the day that you give them the credit card uh, and you sign the paperwork, you can start making reservations that day. With resale, it's about a 50 to 80 day close. Uh, and it's not that um, any reseller can change that dramatically at all. In fact, not really much, you know, except for, you know, just making sure that the reseller you're going with is, is consistent on following up with, with uh, both parties on getting all their documents in. But a lot of that time is just tied up with Disney. Disney has a right of first refusal uh, period, which is a 30-day period, up to 30-day period, where they can decide to buy back the contract. Now, granted, this year, I think their buyback rate is maybe 6%. Uh, and certainly, when you're working with a professional, you're working with us, we can certainly let you know, okay, hey, here's what we're seeing the buybacks at. Uh, we actually publish a monthly blog on that. Um you know, to help inform our audience on that. Uh, but even after that, there's an estoppel that has to be uh, requested from Disney. And then uh, once documents are back there and enclosed, there's still a final transfer at the end that takes a couple weeks with Disney. So, you know, of, a, of the 50 to 80 day period, you're talking, you know, maybe up to, you know, 50 to 60 days could be tied up just with Disney, regardless if the buyer and seller perform quickly. So certainly that's an advantage to buy and direct. Uh, there are also some restrictions that if you buy resale, like, um, for example, uh, you cannot use resale points for Disney cruises, adventures by Disney, uh, Disney hotels uh, that aren't Disney Vacation Club. 
Uh, now, the big caveat to that, the restriction, is that it doesn't really provide you a financial advantage to use your points for that. A great comparison is, you know, you can go on DVCRentalStore.com and they literally will show you that, hey, you know, for this seven night, you know, Caribbean cruise, you can book it direct for 600 points or if you just, you know, book it through us, it's 350 points, for example. You know, those are roughly about the, you know, the figures. I mean, each cruise can be kind of different, but the point of it is you, you actually will get a lot more bang for your buck if you actually just took your DVC points, rented them out, took the proceeds, and then paid for that that um, vacation. Um, the other uh, advantage with, with direct over resale is that you do get a blue member ID card, so you can take advantage of what they what, what really is referred to as incidental benefits or perks, if you will. Uh, and those can you know those can come and go. They have over the years, but you know right now they do different uh, various discounts on merchandise. Um, they also have sometimes uh, some different discounts on dining. Um, there's an annual pass discount, I think currently like about $100 roughly. Um, so there's some, there's some different things like that. They do some different events through the year that you also get to take advantage of. Um, now, a, a kind of a, you know, a few caveats to that, you know, um, if you buy resale, you could get a Disney Visa card. It does include a lot of the same discounts. Um, if you're already an AP holder, annual pass holder, uh, it covers about a lot of the same discounts as well. Uh, another thing is you could always buy a lot of your points resale and then buy 75 points direct. Uh, the rule is now if you maintain at least 75 points direct that you can still um, take advantage of the incidental benefits. Uh, you know, so so those are some of the, the pros on the direct side. You know, the big pro, of course, on the resale side is just saving a significant amount of money. Uh, you know, depending on the resort that you're looking at, you know, the savings can be, you know, very dramatic. Um, on our website, um, under our buy menu, you have a page, Economics Direct versus Resale. And we kind of break it down by resort where, you know, some of the resorts, you know, for example, if we're talking, you know, Boulder Ridge, the savings can be around 40%, Alani around 40%, Animal Kingdom, uh, maybe around 36%. Um, some of the resorts, uh, some of the some of the lowest, some of the the smaller margins are going to be something like a Copper Creek. It may only be maybe a 15, 20 percent savings. Um, but uh, but certainly there's there's there is a big savings when you're looking at resale. And if you're talking about a typical contract size, you know, 150, 200 points, you know, sometimes that can translate, you know, upwards of eight to ten thousand uh, dollars, maybe even more, you know, depending on the size of the contract you get. So you really kind of have to make uh, you know a decision. For yourself on that when you're looking at direct versus resale uh you know if you're looking at dollars and cents it's really almost impossible to argue against resale i mean you got to think i mean do i have to buy like ten thousand twenty thousand t-shirts you know with a discount to <laughs> you know to start you know overcoming that gap right so you're like okay that's never going to happen right um you know so so there, there are differences you know we love to spell them out we, we don't want to hide anything for anybody we want everybody to have full disclosure uh but certainly you know if, if you're saying okay well what's the best financial deal you know that's that's always going to be a clear decision um you know and I, I you know i tell people that if, if the incidental benefits are very important to you um you know there's 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 other op there's options you know that we just covered as well uh but you know we just lay our job is to lay it out for people and help them make the the most informed decision possible Okay, great. Now I, I'm going to ask you this. Next thing, you got to put, you know, you got to get your crystal ball out. You got to, you know, be able to sure. see <laughs> someone that could, that could, you know, tell the future. Now it, it seems that with, you know, Copper Creek coming online, the Polynesian, uh, Riviera's coming um, soon. You know, it, the, these prices keep creeping up and up and up from Disney Direct. Now, right. are we gonna, are we gonna see, you know, $200 a point soon? Do we think we're gonna get, you know, over that? 
Well, I mean, technically, if we're talking direct prices, we're already there. Uh, you know, in in January, they already increased the prices of Grand California, Grand Floridian, and the Polynesian to over two hundred dollars a point. Polynesian and Grand Floridian are two twenty, where Grand California is two thirty five a point. So we're already there on some resorts now. Um, I think your your question is probably more directed at the active stuff they're selling, like a Copper Creek, you know, and that's in the that's already in the low low one eighties. Um, will we see the, the the active product, the live product, if you will, uh, hit the two hundred dollar mark? Yeah, I've, I think it's absolutely just a matter of time. Uh, you know, right now, um, DVC Direct just had their best sales quarter, I think, ever last quarter. So, you know, certainly they're proving that you know even at you know their live product being in the 180s that they're selling it um you know some of that stuff is certainly out of their control and and you know like for example the general economy i think you know everybody would say at least right now it's it certainly seems very strong uh you know where it's going to be a year or two from now who knows but at least right now it's been strong been strong for a while uh the disney brand is incredibly strong um you know when you think about the the movies that they have right now uh, you know, with Marvel and, and Star Wars, and, and then also the enhancements they're doing to the parks with Toy Story Land coming out, and and then Star Wars. Um, I, I I just think those are really uh, big juggernauts right now in their favor. Um, and you, you know, I think with Copper Creek, they 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 got the room mix a lot better. Obviously, in the Polynesian that was a big flaw there. Uh, and I think with I think with Riviera, you know, I think what's interesting is that you know. There's there's a thought out there that gosh this is going to a moderate you know this is a di- this is a big downgrade um, you know it, it's a fair point I mean it's not um, you know it's not maybe the the glamorous location of a Polynesian um, you know or a Grand Floridian being right next to Magic Kingdom uh, but um, on the flip side the timing could be perfect um, because you have the new gondola system going in um, you've got um, it's going to be very close to Hollywood Studios with the gondola system taking you right in there and you know, you you've um, you've got the all that excitement of Hollywood Studios with Toy Story Land. You've got uh, the Star Wars Land coming out, so it's it's you know it could be perfect timing. So uh, you could perhaps see you know over two hundred dollars a point with it. it it's certainly possible. I, I, again, I think though it will depend on more than just what's going on with DVC. Probably you know in terms of economy and things like that. I I, I was a direct guy during some of the you know roughest years of the economy. Um, and certainly during the throes of it, during the worst of it, you know, the price increases were a little bit slower uh, in, in coming forth. Certainly once it started to kind of, you know, we started to kind of come out of it, you could definitely see the price increases coming a lot faster and at a lot higher uh, volume when they did, uh, you know, a lot more magnitude to them. So if you had to give anybody advice who's who's thinking about buying DVC, would you tell them to buy it now? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, here's the thing. You got a long history to me. You've got, you know, the two biggest regrets, you know, you, you typically always hear from members is, you know, wish I would have joined sooner, wish I would have joined more points when I joined. And the reason you, you'll hear that is because in the 27 years of, of Disney Vacation Club, you know, the price is, is, is just simply gone up. Um, you know, it, it, it hasn't it, it hasn't gone down. And um, you know, we, you know, the nice thing about the resale world is I will say it, it, it's, you know, where DVC sets their prices, they're, they're set where they're set, there's no negotiation. In the resale world, it is more of a true marketplace. You have a seller on the other end that, that, that wants or needs to sell. And so they're going to come down to whatever price it takes to, to get it moved ultimately. And then you have a competition among buyers. And so you get a very true marketplace, 
you know, um, with it. Um, and, you know, even though there's there's over time, we have seen dips from time to time with resale, it always bounces back up. And, and, uh, and so the ups are always a lot more than the downs. So I, I would certainly, you know, say, look, if you're thinking about it, if you're on the fence, if you're capable of doing it now, if you see yourself going to Disney, um, I would say at least, you know, four or five trips in the next seven years or more. Yeah, you, you might as well get started. And the other thing about it is, too, you know, the longer you wait and you're still going to Disney, well, the more you're spending on a hotel room that you're not recouping. Um, you know, so if you're going to spend the money anyway, uh, you know you're going to keep going consistently, then, yeah, it's an absolute no-brainer. You know, versus if, if somebody's kind of in a situation where, uh, you know, they may go every blue moon, every maybe four or five years, or they're not sure if they're going to keep going back. Well, totally different scenario. But for those people who know that they're going to keep going, yeah, it's, get you know, I would say yes. Get on the train now because uh, it's, it's you know, it's only it only gets more expensive generally over time from what we've seen from experience. I seriously, I, I need to come work for you only because last last week when I was in Disney, I, I, was, I said those exact words pretty much verbatim <laughs> <laughs> to, to my friends. Because they're like, oh, we come every year. And I'm like, well, and they're like, we always think about buying. And I'm like, holy cow. And I'm like, all right, here's the deal. And then I explained you and I explained and I, I explained a lot about, you know, from what I've learned from talking to you and just being a DVC member, you know, and I explained the pros and cons just kind of the way you did. And they're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. I'm like, yeah, if you plan on coming back, you know, now is the time to do it. Because if not, it's just going to be, you know, sooner or later, you're just going to be starting to throw money away that you don't need to. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That's you know, that's the other part of it. It's you know, it, you know, people can try to you know see if they can time it right with the prices, you know. But that's it's kind of a waste. I mean, even if it dips a little from time to time, I mean, if you go and spend another three, four thousand dollars on the accommodation, you've more than wiped out anything of trying to time the market or anything like that with this. So, it, you know, it's not, it's not gonna you're not gonna come out on the winning end. Absolutely. All right. So there's a couple of fun questions for you. Get- Give me your favorite DVC resort and why. You know, I, I'd really say I'd break it down to the general area, Boardwalk and Beach Club. I mean, it's it's probably my favorites. Um, uh, I own a Boardwalk, uh, so I guess that says a lot. Uh, but you know, I think uh, for me, I, I just I love it's kind of centralized a lot. Um, you know, in terms of access to two major theme parks right there. Um, I think also I love the atmosphere of the Boardwalk. Um, and I love the swimming pool of the beach club. So, you know, I, I think, I guess if I had to break it down, if I'm going to be there um, perhaps like November through March, I'd, I'd, I would go I'd go boardwalk. Uh, if I'm going to be there uh, in swimming weather, um, you know, I'd probably go April, you know, October through at beach club. And I know some people, so this, swimming weather to different people from different regions can be very different. But I've, I've lived in uh, Florida for 14 years. So we, we, at that point, the blood gets so thin, you, you need it to be <laughs> 80, 80 and up. And if it's not 80 and up, we're not, it's not happening. But, um, you know, I, I would probably say those two. I mean, you know, and, it, and that, just another little side topic here. I do get one question I get all the time is people say, well, you know, why would I join those two? Uh, one of those two or another resort that expires in 2042 versus a resort that expires in, you know, 2060 plus, you know, and one thing I always tell people is keep in mind, I mean, you know, vacationing, you know, when you don't get too caught up in the whole financial justification of it, because vacations alone, you know, are, are not the best use of your money. If you're, if you're, 
if you're just judging satisfaction on what's in your bank account, uh, you know, that's, you know, vacations are, are not where it's at, you know, so vacations to begin with, you're doing it because of the enjoyment of it. And so if there's a resort that you absolutely love, you know, I wouldn't say, well, let me join this one because it makes more economic sense than this one. Because when you talk about places like Beach Club and Boardwalk, especially Beach Club, they can be very difficult to get into, especially at certain times of the year. And at the end of the day, you're still talking 24 more years before their expiration. That is a lot of years of vacation to consider. So, you know, I always tell people if you have a favorite, go with that one. Now, if you're in the boat that says, I really don't have a favorite, I mean, I'm happy to go to any of them. Absolutely. Then focus on the economics. You know, go to what's going to save you the most money. Absolutely. But for my preference, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love those two. I try to explain that to my wife too. She always looks at the number of years and I'm just like, mm, well, I, one day she'll understand. I don't know. All right. So here's the next. It's an offshoot because I have, you know, I, I own at the Poly and that is my favorite DVC resort. And I, you know, I could, I could spend all day there. But, you know, when we were there last week, you know, I was even saying to my wife, I was like, ah, the food here, though. Yes, I love Ohana. And I think Kona, you know, I know Dave and I talked about it on a few shows back. Um, you know, Kona's kind of gone down a little bit. It wasn't all, it was actually pretty good when we were there. Um, but, you know, like they don't have really excellent restaurants. I think that's the one of the things that holds the poly back a little bit. So with that being said, what is your favorite DBC resort just for food? So when you look at the whole uh, grand scheme counter service, sit down, whatever it is, where would you go if you had to pick one DVC resort just for food? I would go Animal Kingdom. Um, I think for, for me, what, what wins over there is is Boma is is to me very it's 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 a really really awesome um, restaurant. Just in terms of, I mean, I, I do like exotic foods, so that's that's very appealing. Um, you know, if, if if somebody hasn't eaten at Boma, but you've been at Tusker House in the Animal Kingdom Park, very similar. Um, you know, I, th I think it's, uh, it's, it's definitely my favorite buffet, perhaps even my favorite restaurant. Uh, you know, I also really like Sanaa. Um, it's over at Kadani Village and, you know, it's, uh, I think it's a terrific restaurant as well. Um, so they have those two, of course they have Jico, which if you want to do the fine dining, the romantic dinner, um, it's perfect for that. So if I had to pick any resort, um, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely go with Animal Kingdom for food. You're such a smart man. That's exactly, exactly what I would say. <laughs> see, see, think <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's what I say. And I said, I said, what I need is I need the Animal Kingdom Lodges restaurants just to be moved over to the Poly and I would be, it would be the perfect setting. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, I mean, you know, and, and, and another thing is too, you know, a little plug for Animal Kingdom. If there was just a resort that was a standalone resort, that you know, location or proximity on Disney property didn't matter. Um, then Animal Kingdom would be extremely hard to beat. Exactly. Uh, it, you know, the only the only drawback I would say is yes, your proximity, and that's a fair it's a fair point. I mean, you know, certainly convenience uh, represents a lot, but when you're talking about the atmosphere and you're talking about the food, ugh, it's 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 a tough one to beat. Absolutely agree, hundred percent on that. All right, and then our last question for you. Um, this is going to go along with the show. And that Dave and the guys were talking about, they were talking about uh, favorite experiences or a great experience with a cast member. Mm -hmm. Do you happen Do you happen to have a good story to share? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, a lot of this stuff is just, you know, I've got a gazillion stories of just great cast members and examples of just fan fantastic work. Uh, but, you know, for me, you know, what really tugs on my heartstrings is, is, of course, with, with my daughter, just like for anybody, you know, with your kids. Um, you know, when we were on the Disney cruise, 
and we've gone on other cruises, you know, um, even with our daughter and, you know, our son, we have a, we have a baby boy and he'll be out there too with us, but, uh, soon, but, but, you know, when we go on other cruises, they have stuff for the kids, you know, and we've gone on nice ships, you know, with our daughter, you know, like the Harmony of the Seas with, with Royal. And it was, it overall was a great experience, but, you know, it, it, where I really find the difference is just that when I take my daughter, and this was her second Disney cruise, it's just they treat the, you know, our kids, you know, just like they're like royalty. You know, they really just treat them like they are another person. They're not like something that's kind of hanging on to the parents. And, you know, example of this is we're walking. It was from a, from a restaurant to the show one night. And um, uh, my daughter stopped by somebody or something, you know, just saying something nice or whatever. And she spills some of her popcorn. And there is like the director, um, Ashley, I think uh, is her name that's on The Wonder, at least was a couple weeks ago. And she gets on her knees picking up the popcorn for my daughter while she's talking to her and entertaining her. And, you know, I just don't think you're going to see, you know, uh, the cruise director on a lot of cruise lines getting down on their hands and knees picking up your three-year-old's popcorn while they're trying to entertain her. And, you know, I think to me that just says a lot. That sets the tone, you know, that, you know, that this is – this is a ship that's that's about the family and and everybody in the family. And so, you know, I think that's just really special. Um, I remember, uh, you know, it, that so and that's just general about the cruise. You know, it's just it's just a great immersive feel for the kids. But then, you know, even at the parks, I remember one time we were on the Little Mermaid ride, and uh, my, uh, you know how kids do they're they're always like kicking around their legs, and so. She had she had lost one of her shoes, and and she was so small. A lot of times I was carrying her, so we didn't realize it till we were out of the ride. And we went back in there, and uh, you know, my daughter's upset. You know, she's 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 she's, she's it was one of her fan, favorite sandals or something she had lost. And and you know, we go back and and uh, through the through the queue. And, you know, I say the, tell the operators, like, hey, did anybody find the sandal, you know, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, and so my daughter's a little upset. I don't know if you guys saw anything. And, and so, yeah, they're like, well, you know, no, nobody's seen anything. Um, sorry. And so, you know, she just reaches into the grab bag and gives me a voucher just to go get whatever sandals we want in the park. And so, you know, that goes a long way. I mean, you know, it's like, first off, as a parent, you know, you want your kid to have some shoes, you know, walking around there. But, <laughs> but, 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 you know, also, you know, it was just, it, it was you know, it was a great opportunity, um, you know, for her to get a souvenir and just go a long way. I, you know, it's a moment and that, guess that moment probably happened. Gosh, that was maybe two years ago during, I think it was a Mickey's not so scary event. And, uh, you know, we'll never forget it. I mean, you know, it's just those kind of things just really stick with you. So, it, it, you know, that, that meant a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I think that's, that's the key to a lot of people, when they're vacationing at Disney, it's the cast members and the cast members, you know, that's the Disney difference. And I think you, you, you nailed it right on the head. And, you know, like I said, when we were on the Disney cruise, I agree a hundred percent. It is, you know, the children are, you know, there, there's, there's not a big separation, if any, like you're saying between the adults and the kids, it's, it, they're looked at the same, they're treated the same, you know, and it's, it's, it's a great, it was a great atmosphere. My, my son absolutely loved it, and he was treated, you know, spectacularly the entire time. All right, Nick, you know, I, I really, we really appreciate your time. Um, you know, we love working with you and all that. I, you know, we can't thank you enough for the support that you have given us. So why don't you let um, all our listeners know how to get a hold of you or what's the best way to contact you or any of your sale, sale agents over at DVC Resale Market? Yeah, again, guys, thanks so much for having me. You know, it's always always a great time to come on here. Appreciate the invite, the opportunity uh, to reach us. Um, very easy. 
uh, you can just simply go to dvcresellmarket.com. So that's DVC. Of course, is in Disney Vacation Club. Resellmarket.com. Um, and then if you want to just pick up the phone, um, you can reach us at 1-844-DVC-PROS. And that's 1-844-382-7767. You can find us on social media, especially uh, Facebook. Uh, we have our page out there too. Um, and uh, but yeah, we'd love to hear from some of the listeners. Let us know that hey, I, I you know I heard you guys on the on the uh, Mickey Dudes podcast, and we'll be uh, su- super happy to help you. And you know, I would say one one great way is you know I I I, I always you know I have you I have your app on my phone. I you know follow you guys on Twitter, and I you know I, I love getting you know the the latest listings, and because I dare to dream, because I'm getting more points. I know at some point in time I will, because like you said before, the idea is you always you always buy some, and then you always want some more. So so we're always looking. So it's it's a lot of fun to see it um, every day when you, you know the listings pop up on my Twitter feed, and you know I'll, I'll retweet it out, you know, or just on the app. Oh look, everything I'm looking for is right there. So guys, here's the thing: if you if you really you know if you're if you're listening to us, you've you've heard us. For the past year to you know uh, or so saying great things about dvc resale market and you had nick on this this interview you know he's going to be straightforward so is everybody else with his team you know they're going to tr- they're going to treat you just like any disney cast member would they're going to they're going to be they're going to make a big difference so you know do yourself a favor you know i say it week after week in the commercials do yourself a favor you know they're part of our family make them a part of yours they're a bunch of great, great people. So, Nick, I can't thank you enough again for coming on. We'll have you on again soon. And thanks a lot. And have a good night. Uh, thanks so much, guys. All right. Talk to you later. Just listen to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.